the Lord. Open your mouth and begin to say something good unto him. Gossip something he would like to hear. Tell him something he would like to hear. Speak some love words unto God. Lord forever, who 
in it your people have gathered unto you again tonight show up and take all the glory in Jesus name we have prayed and everybody says amen alright you may sit on the head of Satan want to appreciate God for yesterday. Oh, yes. If you want to clap, don't pretend. Clap. I want to appreciate God for helping us yesterday. I want to start building on the foundation foundation that we led yesterday. Today I would like to encourage you to work for God. Yes. I'm impressed already by the way you love God and what you are doing for God. But I'd like to fire you, fire you up again fire you up further so you can do more for him. Let's begin from 1 John chapter 2 verse 18. 1 John chapter 2 verse 18. Little children do you have something like an IV, New International Version, or any other version outside King James? All right. Dear children, this is what the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, this is how we know it is the last hour. I want you to know that the last hour is emphasized. It started the statement and ended the statement. The last hour. 
Let me use that to build the background to let you know that we are in the last hour. Now, this epistle was written by John the Apostle, the brother of Jesus Christ, the half-brother of Jesus. And he wrote this scripture more than 2,000 years ago. More than 2,000 years ago. And he said, Dear children, this is the last hour. One begins to wonder how long this last hour can be. More than 2,000 years ago. He said, Dear children, this is the last hour. If John said this is the last hour more than 2,000 years ago, I wonder what we should be saying now. Maybe we should be saying this is the last minute or this is the last second. Unfortunately, when you look at how people live their lives today, they live like people who are unaware that this is the last hour. There's no sense of time. There is no sense of urgency. There is no sense. There is nothing that shows that they are aware that this is the last hour. The way they live carelessly, the way they live so lackadaisically, the way they are careless about the work of God, you simply know that they don't know we are in the last hour. This is the last hour. Can you tell your neighbor this is the last hour? Come on, slap your neighbor and say this is the last hour. Can I ask you one million dollar question? If there is announcement from heaven by God over your life now, God thunders from heaven and he calls your name Nana. You have one hour to live. What are you going to do with that last hour of your life? Now, this is the picture John is painting for us here. Dear children, this is the last hour. If you go to see your doctor now and your doctor after examining you says to you, I'm sorry, you don't have more than one hour to live. What are you going to do with that last hour of your life? If somebody is pointing a rifle to you now, in fact, AK-47, and he says, hey, I am giving you just one hour before I help you to join your ancestors. What are you going to do with that last hour of your life? That's the picture John has painted to us here. Dear children, this is the last hour. And when you heard the word, the last hour, it communicates one thing. And that thing is 
urgency. Can anybody say urgency? It simply means, look, you don't have luxury of time. You have just one hour, so what you must do? Do quickly before the hour runs out. It means you have to do the necessary things you must do as fast as possible. There are among many three things that are very urgent. Because of time, I will speak on one alone. There is urgency of becoming a child of God, number one. I won't dwell on that following what we did yesterday. There is urgency of those who said they are born again to live for Christ. Because we have a lot of people who profess to be born again today, but their lives are direct opposite of what they profess. The church will grow faster when those who attend the church live out the Christian life. It's called lifestyle evangelism. You don't need to preach too much for you to win people. But there are people, the place they are living, the kind of lifestyle they are living, they are, their neighbors have decided that nothing will make them follow you to your church. In fact, even if they die and you carry their corpse to the church, they will resurrect and run away because of your lifestyle. I don't want to dwell there, but I want to dwell in the third one. The urgency of working for God. It's very urgent that we work for God like people who are in the last hour. A lot of people are dragging their feet. A lot of people think they have all the time. And the last hour is thickening out very important that we work for him now. And I will take your attention quickly to the book of John chapter 9 verse 4. John chapter 9 verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can walk. There are four things I'm going to bring up from that place. And when I'm done, we'll be ready to pray. I must work the works of him that sent me. Please note number one that the work of God is a must. Everybody says a must. That is to say you don't have any option. Let me put it this way. The only reason, in fact the reason why God has left you here is to do his work. In John, in the book of Mark chapter 5, you see a man who was possessed by legion. More than 6,000 demons. And when he was delivered, 
The man said to Jesus, let me follow you. He said, no, you go back to your people and tell them the good works the Lord has done in your life. The reason why he didn't take you to heaven the day you got born again is to do his work. The reason why he kept you alive till now is for you to do his work. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night is coming when no man shall walk. Please, I want you to get the proper perspective, the correct perspective. If you don't get it, you will waste your time here on earth. As a matter of fact, many people are going to wake up in eternity and they will shout, what a wasted life. You are not a lawyer who is serving the Lord. You are not a lawyer who is a Christian serving the Lord. No, sir. The correct perspective is that you are a child of God. You are a Christian whom God has given the law firm as a pulpit to serve him. If you don't get correct perspective, you will waste your time. You are not a medical doctor who is a Christian serving the Lord. No, you are first a Christian whom God has given the platform of medicine to serve him. You are not a businessman or woman who is a Christian serving the Lord. No, you are a Christian whom God has given business as a pulpit to serve him. Get the correct perspective. Many people will wake up in eternity. They will discover that they have chased shadow. Many people think they are in this world so they can go to school, get good certificate, get a good job, then build a house, marry, get children, ride a car, and they are fulfilled. When they are being buried, they will say, this man is fulfilled. No. That is not why you are here. Please, I want you to note that whatever you are doing now, God has allowed you to do that so you can use it to support the main reason why he kept you here. And I'm here to challenge you today to get into the reason why he kept you here. I must do the work of him that sent me. That brings me to number two. Slap your neighbor and say, you were sent. You were sent. Tell your neighbor, you didn't stumble into this place. You were sent. Nobody is a product of accident. Even if you were picked up in a trash can or from a motherless baby's home or your parents gave birth to you and they said you were a mistake, I want to tell you that nobody is a mistake. Nobody is a product of accident. Before you were born, God looked down from heaven into Kumasi, discovered a gap discovered a problem and he wired the solution inside of you and dropped you here 
so you can solve that problem. You didn't stumble into this place. You were sent on purpose by God. That is why I said a lot of people will wake up in eternity and they will discover they have wasted their lives here. They have just pursued shadow here on earth. Among all the places in the world, you were not born in America, you were not born in UK, you were born in Ghana. Slap your neighbor and say, you were sent, you were sent. <laughs> Among all the cities in Ghana, you didn't find yourself in Accra or elsewhere. You found yourself in Kumasi. Come on, slap someone and say, you were sent, you were sent. <laughs> Among all the churches in Kumasi, you never find yourself in any of them. You find yourself in the royal palace. Come on, slap somebody and say, you were sent, you were sent, you were sent. You were sent. You were sent. It is your responsibility to find out why you are here. Write it down. It is your responsibility to find out why God planted you here in this church. As you will waste your time on earth. Please write this down. Anytime God wants to bless somebody, there is a particular junction where he goes waiting for the person. And that junction is called the junction of covenant service. Everybody say covenant service. Look at what is happening to many of us. God is here waiting for you to arrive with your children you are looking for, with a good job you are looking for, with the visa you are looking for, with the healing you are looking for, with financial breakthrough you are looking for, with the marriage you are looking for with everything. He's just here waiting at this junction of convenient service. But some of you are here parambulating, shopping for prayers, going from one prophet to the other, doing all the nine VGs and all that. But God is saying, meet me here and do the reason why I brought you here. But you are there. That is why some people have been in their situation for 10 years, 15 years, and nothing has happened. Five years. And God is waiting for you to arrive. Anytime God wants to bless a man, a woman, there is a place he goes looking for the person. It is the person's place of service. The Bible said, the day God visited Zachariah. Zachariah was on duty. Those years, they don't serve every week. Okay? They assigned duties, they rotate it. But God waited for the day he was on duty. 
he showed up. Say, Zachariah, your prayers have been answered. He wasn't praying for himself at that time. He was ministering to others. But God met him at the junction of his service and said, your prayers have been answered. And that was it. Let me ask your neighbor, neighbor, why are you in this church? If you can answer it, who knows how many years you have wasted already. You must find your place of covenant service. Plant yourself there. And I want to tell you that is a matter of time. No matter what is it you are looking for, God will surely come around. If he doesn't come today, he will come tomorrow. If he doesn't come tomorrow, he will come next week. If he doesn't come next week, he will come next month. If he doesn't come next month, he will come next year. If he doesn't come next year, he will come next two years or three years or four years or five years. But he will surely come. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. That brings me to the third one. The work of God is done in the daytime. There is what is called daytime in somebody's life. Summarily put, the work of God is time bound. Everybody say time bound. It's not what you wake up any time, any day to do. No, sir. The work of God is time bound. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night is coming when no man shall walk. Can I ask you a question? Do you know that there is no convenient time to work for God? Hmm? There's no convenient time to work for God. If you are waiting for a convenient time, sorry, you won't work for God. I've seen people who have been praying, oh Lord, the day you bless me with a job, you will now see how I will work for you. God has given them a job now. 8 p.m., they are not back from the office. And they are doing nothing in the house of God anymore. Oh God, you, this work is tasking. Then God has offended them by giving them the work. And some are praying, oh Lord, the day you give me a husband, then I will show you love and serve you. God has given you a husband now. The next thing is that you are carrying belly. You are pregnant. Lord, you know, you know how it is to be pregnant. When I deliver, I will serve you. Bam, you deliver twin babies. You won't even go to church again. God, you know I don't have anybody to help me take care of the children. Lord, the day you give me a car, I will serve you. You have missed service for two times now. They ask you, you say, I've been in the mechanic. So God has offended you by giving you a car. Sir, there is no convenient time. You are the one who will make out the time to serve God. 
Until you make out time to serve God, the time will not come. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night cometh, and that brings me to the fourth one. There is also what is called night in somebody's life. Everybody say night. Night cometh when no man can walk. So the work of God is time bound. One day God spoke to me and he told me that there are three things that night represents. And I'm going to drop those three things with you. There are three things that night represents. Number one, night represents sickness. Everybody says sickness. sickness. I must do the work of him that sent me while I am hell and hearty. For night is coming when no man shall work. Please let me slap your neighbor and say, do the work of God now you are healthy. Now you are healthy. Do it now you are strong. Do it now you will not say arthritis has come. Do it now you will not say high blood pressure has come. Do it now you will not say hepatitis or uh, diabetes has come. I must do the work of him that sent me while I am hell and hearty. The church where I pastor now, when I came, I met a man. That man had a stroke. You know what I mean? Had a partial stroke. And he was walking with a walking stick when I came. So they took me to the children's department and they showed me the equipment there. They said the man bought it single-handedly. To the adult church, they showed me the equipment there. They said the man bought them. Then the van, the vehicle the church was using, the man donated it. He was such a man that loved God. He would never stay where the work of God suffers. Instead, he will sell what he has to do the work of God. We planted a church, an outskirts of the town. And we were looking for land, even when we never had the money. But when he heard it, he said, why are you looking for a land when I have a land there? So he donated the land, big land, free of charge. In fact, that church is a big church now, and they have built a parsonage and upstairs. It's a big church now. He was the kind of man I'm talking about. He loved God. But prior to my arrival to that church, he had a stroke. And in my watchful eyes, he was going down by day. He came to a point where he could no longer walk with the walking stick. He came to a point where he could no longer come to church. He came to a point where he was not bedridden. 
He came to a church, a point where he could neither turn this way nor the other way. So he started having sores all over the back. He came to a point where he was now defecating and urinating on the bed. I remember that time we were still building our church. And we raised money that Sunday for the roofing of the church. And after service, I visited him in his house. When I got there and entered the room where he was, everywhere was smelling. I sat by the side of the bed and told him what happened in church. He groaned mm, and started crying. He said, so this is happening behind me. I remember when it used to be me. In my watchful eyes, he died. I must do the work of him that sent me while I am hell and hurty. Sir, work for him now. Now you are strong. Now you are hurt. Now you can trick three kilometers for evangelism. Now you can come for nine vigils. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is there. I used to have a church secretary. He had been the church secretary probably for more than 28 years. And at a time, he started having eye problem. And as I'm talking to you now, he's blind. He could not see anymore. You know how it is in the church now. The church said, well, we sympathize with you, but you can't be writing for us blind now. So they elected another person. Please hit your neighbor and say, work for him now, you are strong. Work for him now, you are strong. I will give God my lifetime. My lifetime. I will give God my lifetime. If I give God my life. He will take care of me. He will never, never let Oh, I will give up my time. I will give God my whole life. My lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. If I give God my lifetime, He will take care of me. He will never, never let me I will give God my life. If I give God my life, take care of me. He will never, never let me down. I will give God my life. If I give God my life 
Work for him now. Ninth number two represents old age. Everybody say old age. Make no mistakes about it. You will just be watching your life and you see metamorphosis going on. I don't know if you do what I do sometimes. Sometimes I go to the mirror and be looking at my face and I say, oh man of God, what is going on? What's happening to your face? I had a program somewhere in one church in Nigeria and by the time they introduced me, I don't know where they went to get that picture. Picture I took probably 15 or 20 years ago and they beamed it on the screen and I turned and I looked at it and I said, hey, it looks like I know this young man. <laughs> One handsome young man. Oh. I said, this person looks like somebody I know. And now, I go to look at myself in the mirror sometimes. I say, wow, what a reality of life. Old age. You will just discover one day that what you used to do before you are unable to do again. I was invited for Interhouse Sports the other time. I happened to be a board, a member of the board of that school. And as I was sitting down watching these young boys and girls doing a high jump, they would run, come there, and then jump up and somersault. I said, This one. Now they think why they carry chop before now. <laughs> I can do that. Oh, I can just fly some assault in the air. If anybody asks me to do that kind of thing now, Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> Old age. I must do the work of him that sent me. Jesus told Peter, he said, look, now you are young. Wherever you want to go, you go to. But time is coming when you will become old and somebody will even be helping you to wear your cloth. It's as serious as that. You must do the work of him that sent me. Now I'm very young. Now that I can do 9VG for one month and there is no problem. You know, there's an age you will get to when you do it for one week. Sleep will go forever from your eyes. You know, we were having 9VG, pastors 9VG one day and there was this pastor, he was in, he, in his 60s, was close to 70. And if I, all he was doing that night was sleeping. He was sleeping all through. So ushers came and woke him up. And he became angry and said, he said, look, you people should be praying for people like us to sleep. <laughs> should be praying for us to sleep. I must do the work of him that sent me while I am young. Not when I will say I can't drive in the night. I must do the work now. Not when I will say, sorry, I won't be able to. You see, 
my mom visited me where I live in or where I'm living in two-story building. There was a day she came. She could not climb up to my house. She said, bring seat for me. They brought seat down at the ground floor. Brought food for her. After eating, she entered the vehicle and said, please take me home. But that's the place she used to climb before. Old age. Must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. While I am young and vibrant, for night is coming when no man can walk. Let's celebrate the servants of God. You are welcome, sir. God bless you. Please tell your neighbor, neighbor, work for him now. That you are still young. For night will soon come when you will not be able to work. I was standing at a very busy junction in the city where I live one day trying to cross the road and I noticed there was an old man by my right that man must be in his 80s and he was not you know there's there is a level you come in age you start behaving like a child so he will look this way he will look just like when a child wants to cross the road he will look this way he will look the other, look. and then bam, he went now he got to the middle of the road that little divide that dualized the road. You know what I'm talking about? The one we have there is not high, just like this. Maybe this height. So when he got there, he wanted to cross. He could not as much as lift up his leg and cross. He tried the first time, second time, and third time. He stumbled over it and fell on the road. And a vehicle was coming with speed. I shouted. So I rushed to help the man. As I was lifting the man up, I heard the voice. It was an audible voice. He said, this man used to be as young and vibrant as you are. One day you'll be as old as he is. Work for me now. Hmm. Everything I'm doing for God now is traceable to this story I told you. This man used to be as young and vibrant as you are. One day you will be as old as he is. Work for me now. It charged me up. Everything I'm doing for God now. Oh. Stressable to this experience. Night comet. When no man shall walk. I was in a meeting for Four Square Gospel Church, their headquarters in Onicha, and they said a woman was going to come to do a testimony. We waited for that woman for nearly seven to ten minutes, coming from the back. Somebody was holding her this way, holding her the other way, and by the time she arrived, looking at her face, you will know she used to be a very pretty lady when she was young. But old age has come now. It took a long time to walk from the back to the to the from the rear to the front. 
old age. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night is coming when no man shall walk. Well, I have listened to Reverend Dr. Charles Obonaya Osweke, who happened to be the former General Superintendent of Assemblies of God, Nigeria. He died last year um, and was buried last year. God gave me the privilege of ministering together with him in Easter retreat last year, April, in the same zone. I was the main guest speaker. He spoke. Sunday morning, the first message, and then handed the mic over to me for second message. And I was watching him climbing the stage he could not easily climb. Somebody was helping him to climb, and I said, my father, my father. When he used to be young, he would tell you how he would minister in this city in the morning, in the afternoon, he's in the other city, in the night, he's in the other city. And I said, he's describing my life. That's what I do. Minister in the morning here. In fact, two, three services in the afternoon. I'm ministering in another city. In the evening, the other city, and all that. Before the advent of Facebook, in two, three days, I've gone abroad and returned. Nobody will know that I traveled. Minister, piam, 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 I'm back. We must do the work of him that sent us while we are young, while we are vibrant. Why you still have the exuberance in you? If you cannot work for him now, I wonder what you will do tomorrow. The church is full of young people. And if there is any time to work for him, it is now. Any mountain you cannot pull now, I wonder when you will do so. I must do the work of him that sent me. Why it is day for night comment remember i've told you night represents sickness represents old age and one more thing that night represents and that is death everybody say death as a matter of fact this is the primary interpretation of that scripture jesus was saying that very soon i'm going to go to the cross of calvary to die and there will be no more time for me to walk so this little time i have i must maximize it i must do the work of him that sent me while i am still alive when i have not gone to die on the cross of calvary because i will soon go to die there and that will be the end of my work here on earth one other thing I have discovered that is so real in life is death. Make no mistakes about it. When you hear that somebody has died. And you know what is happening in the world today. You see somebody today, tomorrow the person is no more. Last year I was supposed to minister for a church in New York. And uh, that pastor came back for the wedding of the son in Nigeria and while they were on their way back they stopped over in UK and in UK he got the Omicron variant of that time and got back to US sick and like joke like play he died he was buried I think in February or March 
when I was going to minister for him in July. Death. Make no mistakes about it. Now you have breath in your nostrils. Work for him. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night is coming when no man shall work. I buried one deaconess in my church, one of the most painful deaths I have experienced. 37 years old. Young lady of 37 years, youngest deaconess. And from my own assessment, she was the best woman I had in that church. If God had consulted me as the pastor that I'm going to take this sister, I would have taken, I said, oh, oh God, please leave this sister for me. I would have appointed another sister for God. <laughs> I would have said, God, please leave this one for me. You see this one that is useless? Take this one. But she died. She died. She worked for God as if she knew she was going to die. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night is coming when no man shall Remember, anytime God wants to bless a man, he goes looking for the person where? There is one junction he goes looking for the person. It is called the junction of service. Years back, anytime I go for funeral, I will always hear them sing this song. And I concluded it was a funeral song. But later on, it started making so much sense to me. Fading away like the stars of the morning, losing their light in the glorious sun. Thus, we will pass from the earth and its toiling. Have you had a song before? Only remain bad by what we have done. Only remain bad. Only remain bad. Only remain bad by what we have done. Only remain bad by what you have done. We will pass from the earth and its toiling. Only remain bad by what we have done. Only remain bad. Only remain bad. Only remain bad by what we have done. Thus we will pass from the earth and its only remembered by what we have done. Please find that junction of service. Find that junction of covenant service. Like I said when I was starting, I said, I just want to push you the more, encourage you, because what I have seen here, I'm encouraged as per work. 
There are so many places where you can fit in here and work for God. It might be being a prayer warrior. That is one of the most difficult and the most unappreciated service in the house of God. If you come to Ikeneb where I pastor, there is a daily night vigil. Okay, I've raised prayer groups that pray every night from Monday to Sunday. But when you come on Sunday, there are people praying. Come on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That time I was going for night vigil almost every day for almost six months until I was able to raise people and it runs on its own now. This year, God told me, send prayer groups to camp every week all through this year. It's costing me money, but it's not even the money, but willing people who will abandon whatever they are doing and go for three days to the camp to wait upon the Lord. But I have them. As I'm talking to you now, there's a group in the camp praying. Okay, every week. At least for three days they go on Wednesday, they come in on Saturday. Or go on Thursday, they come in Sunday morning. And they are the people that make things happen in the church. God may have called you to become one. And until you locate that junction of covenant service, your blessing may not come. And that's why I ask you, why are you here? Among all the churches, you find yourself here. Locate that place of covenant service. God may have brought you here to walk as an usher. I've seen flashy people, beautiful, handsome, reasonable people serving as ushers and protocol here, which is how it's supposed to be. But most times in our system, we think that people who do that kind of work should be riffraffs, should be people who are never doers, who will come with sepas to church and then fly in their shirts and looking tattered. No. No. I've been to a particular conference and I saw people on suit. When you see the kind of shoes they were wearing and the quality suits they are wearing, when they come to you and say, Brother, please can you stand up and move to this place? When you look at the suit and look at the shoe, you cooperate with them. This person will direct you this to this person, the other person will direct you and then direct you until you get to the toilet and uh, somebody says, excuse me sir, just hold on they clean the toilet for you, then you enter and by the time you are coming out somebody is pouring soap in your hand, pouring water in your hand, the toilet is so clean, no odor, no fly, that you can sit on it and you'll be eating granite and if it falls on the ground, you pick it up and throw it to your mouth that's how clean it is now what surprised me about them is that when I asked who are these people they told me that anybody you see walking in the toilet must be a millionaire must be a medical doctor must be an international business person 
You must be in that level. That is what qualifies you to walk in the toilet because it's a test of your humility. God may have brought you here to be a sanctuary cleaner to ensure that the church is clean and ready for service. And you even be spending your own money Maybe changing the curtain, changing the flower, changing everything that is here from time to time, making sure that this place is looking good, even with your own resources. That may be the junction of service that God has brought you here. It might be what the media people are doing before you mention the scripture. It's as if you gave it to them and it's on the screen. It might be where God is waiting for you to serve him. Maybe God has brought you here to serve him in the worship team. Most times I take time to talk to those who are working in the worship team. I don't know what happens here, but in Nigeria where I am coming from, somebody can abandon service one day because there is a place they are going to pay him. We have, we have holy people in Ghana. Such things don't happen here. But it happens in Nigeria. That they can abandon their duty posts to go to where they will be paid. And uh, they don't care what happens to service that day. Just like in abroad, you can see somebody playing keyboard in three churches. One hour, that's his contract here. So as soon as one hour is over, whether the church is done or not, they don't care. They collect their money, put it in the pocket, they move to another one, just like that. I want to let you know, that to learn this instrument can only be done by grace. Nobody can learn this thing by his own power. I am an example. I bought keyboard. I couldn't learn it. The keyboard stayed in my house until I didn't know who carried it away. I tried learning the bass guitar. My finger started penning me. I abandoned it. The drum, the drum is even the worst. I said, how can somebody be sweating in church? You could you know, you came to church and they are sweating, beating. They say, it can only be grace learning it. But God has given you that grace to learn it so that you can primarily use it to serve him in his church. Every talent, every grace, every gift God has given to you is capable of making you a billionaire. God has done that to lift you up with that. But that billionaire stuff will work when you primarily serve him with it in his house. Our father, your pastor, has told you some of the people I have hosted in Nigeria, I've hosted uh, Ron Kenoli, Dr. Ron Kenoli. And I remember that while we were driving in my car to a radio station for one hour live program, he told me the story of his life. He said, I never missed service any day. I asked him why. He said, my pastor needs my services. He said, when I go for a program, I come in, I fly in Saturday evening and at was Sunday morning but I must be in the service because my pastor needs my services I say even somebody at your level he told me how many shows he organized and they were all a failure until God saw his service saw how he served with all his heart 
And then God said, it is time to reward your faithful service. And then he gave him that Hosanna music. If you were born by then in the 80s, he turned my morning into dancing. And he said, the day he signed the contract, it was on a roundtable conference with his pastor. His pastor signed first before he signed. And that thing brought him to the limelight. Today is a heavyweight musician. To bring him to Nigeria was nothing less than 50,000 US dollars to bring him. And you put him in a five-star hotel. That's not security. That's not other things. I've hosted Domwen. Uh, while we're driving in my car to a live program, he told me his own story. It wasn't different from what this guy said. I've hosted Senach. Senach is a Nigerian, but she charged her money in dollars. We paid her 20,000 US dollars. We had to fly her 11 man team from Lagos to Were, which cost us almost a million naira. And uh, you, she told, told us the kind of hotel she would stay. And that's not, you know, other things that we are involved. And uh, one thing that surprised me about her, somebody like her, somebody like Frank Edward, when we hosted him, somebody like Joe Praise, all those people coming from Christ's embassy, is that before they accept invitation from you, they will ask you to write a letter to Pastor Chris to release them to come. If Pastor Chris does not release them, they will not come. $20,000 notwithstanding, it means nothing to her if she has not gotten approval of his pastor. I wrote the first letter, they rejected the second letter. Third one, I got angry. I said, show me the ones others wrote. And they showed me, I now wrote. And then they approved it and released her to, to come. I wonder... And, and I'm sure you know that Pastor Chris had a, a birthday the other time herself and a few other musicians like her in their church bought him a private jet as a birthday gift. And I've been wondering if we have those kind of people in our church, whether they will not be the ones writing the sermon the pastor will preach. I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For night is coming. There are people God brought into the church so they can become financial pillars for the church. You know, they will not need to wait for, for the church to call for lunching or something like that for any project. They are there to, you know, take care of the project. When you call, a, call on that project, as long as they have that money, in their account, they say, don't forget. Just forget it. I will handle it without making noise. I ministered for uh, Four Square Gospel Church in Lagos. That church, perhaps, is not bigger than this church. The pastor was driving me around with a tear rubber car. I'm not talking about Tokumbo. Tear rubber car. Tear rubber. He had two cars already. He said he was in his house one day. One member drove the car to his house and handed the keys over to him and said, Oga, you need a car you will be driving and uh, it will not disappoint you on the way. The one you call, you need any time to answer. He dropped the key for him. And then 
he showed me a tear rubber bus bus in their church still with waterproof it's not Tokumbo said he was in the house in the office and he drove the car into the compound when he came out he said I think that this church deserves a bus he handed the key over to him he took me to the back of the house thank God you have steady light here the hotel where I am I've been looking for generator house and they have not seen generator house but that's the first thing you see in any hotel when you are coming into a hotel in Nigeria because yes while we are here now the light can go off so you need to put on turn on the generator so he was there and he said a lorry drove in with a Lister generator the crane dropped it millions of naira and he said this church has overgrown small generator you don't need to come to church and they are battling with a small generator nobody knows whether you're a generator mechanic or you came to church so he dropped it and then he took me to their headquarters he said the man has put in up to 19 million naira here he finally took me to the man's house when I entered the small house where the man was living, nothing so special, not even expensive furniture, saw the man. It was the day I concluded that men do not give to God because they have all the money. They give because they have the heart. Kalibarado <laughs> shikalabada. Please let me tell your neighbor, neighbor, the heart you have for God determines the height God will take you to in life. Tell your other neighbor, neighbor, the heart you have for God determines the height God will take you to in life. God may have brought some of you here so that you will minister to your pastor, to your prophet. So that you will change his clothes, change his car. One bishop was kidnapped in Nigeria, it's an Anglican bishop. That was last week because he was driving somewhere with his car and his car spoiled on the way. So he was standing with his wife. The driver was trying to see what he could do about it. And the people just arrived and picked all of them. And I said, that's why a pastor should have a good car. Yeah. Yes. It's not a sin to have a good car. Well, I don't know what happens here. Those years, Assemblies of God believes that a pastor should be very poor. That's what shows his spiritual. When he's wearing singlet and he's driving bicycle to church, they say, thank God, here comes a man of God. The day he begins to ride a car, they will say he has baslid him. You see, they are all canal now. So God may have brought you so that you be a blessing to your pastor. The pastor preaches on radio, preaches on TV. If I came back today with the cloth I was wearing yesterday, you may not complain. But if tomorrow I 
still come with that same cloth I wore yesterday. Some of you put your mouth in your pocket. I say, is that the only cloth he has? Now, is it possible that tomorrow you remember what I wore to church today? Is it possible that tomorrow you remember my attire? Do you think I will remember your own? No, it's not possible. I'm looking at so many people. But you're looking at one person. That is why the pastor needs to change all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God may have brought you so you can be a blessing to your pastor. Please find out that junction of service for which God has brought you to this church. I'm going to close um, telling you this story. There was this brother, he worshipped in, in my church before I came. But right now, he's a manager of an oil company in Lagos. So in 2006, the Solution Week program we do, which Ogahia came, we invited him only to come and share his testimony of how God lifted him up. And here is his story. He said he suffered penury, poverty for years until one day God called him and said, what covenant service can you do for me in church so I can look at it and bless you? He said, number one, I am allergic to seeing feces. You know what I mean by feces? Yeah. Shit. Yes. In fact, when he was saying that, I was almost angry where I was sitting. I said, who likes seeing shit now? He said he decided that he will be washing the church's toilet every Sunday. Secondly, he said he will be providing money for a bus that they will be using to bring visitors to church. He had a meager salary, so it was so difficult for him. He did it for years, and they started becoming difficult for him, but he continued. After service, he would pull up his trousers, jump into the toilet, bucket, and then wash, clean up everywhere, messed up by children. He did it for years until one day God said, it is time to reward your faithful service. So that opportunity came. He applied and miraculously God gave him the job. The brother Abaka. If you don't understand that one, I have a cup of tea. <laughs> he had a breakthrough. God so blessed him. Oh, the year we invited him was 2006, but he came with 2007 model Camry. Does that make sense to you? We are still in 2006. He came with 2007 model Camry. In fact, when he drove into the church, looking at that Lloyd wheel, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You won't know when you start speaking in tongues. What surprised me about the brother is that he said, till today, I still wash the church's toilet. Even when God has lifted him up, he said after service, he will enter the toilet, pull up his trousers, then his driver will rush. 
His Otimbu will rush. His PA will rush. And so, God, you are embarrassing us. Come out, let's do it for you. He will tell them, stay away from here. You don't know my story. You don't know where I started. I'm here to challenge you today. There are still mountains to scale. There are still rivers to navigate. We are just start so much work here. You know, there are some people when there is work like this, they will go to another branch where the work has finished. And when the work is finished, they return. But I want to tell you, it's not by accident that God planted you, you here by this time. The reason is that he wants to bless you. Open up yourself. Put in everything you have. Serve him with your life. Serve him flat out. Everybody say flat out. And the rest will become a testimony. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Mm, lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. My lifetime. that junction where you want me to serve you. Two, give me the corresponding anointing, the corresponding grace to function in that capacity. You are the ones I came for. Let's pray together here at the altar. You step forward. I'm going to pray for you. Whatever capacity, release that grace. Release that grace. I'm going to sing an Igbo song. 
in a conference if you don't learn anything new then you didn't attend the conference and learning songs might be one of it and that is asking for grace that song says the grace of god let it come on me the grace of god from heaven let it come on me amaraya ke sine Oboya kainario e Oboya kainario Amaraya kesi neligwe Oboya kainario e Oboya kainario Even if you don't understand the song don't worry, the Spirit of God is here to move in your life. Open your mouth and talk to Him. If you lift up your hands unto Him, that grace you are looking for will come. Gada Bado, Shata Parados, Gediada. Gada Dada Labo, Sikarabanian. Eberea Kesine Libwe Oboya Kainario Oboya. Amaraya ya kainario Iberia ya kainario Amara kisine libwe Oboya kainario Oboya Amaraya ya kainario Iberia ya kainario Amara isineliwe Oboya kainario Oboya Oboya kainario Oboya kainario Oboya kainario Arabado shanarabaya Oboya kainario Oboya kainario Oboya Amaraya ya kainario Iberia ya kainario Amara isi Oboya kainario Oboya Yeah. 
Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, oh, do, do it, it again. Do it again. Do it again. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, oh, do it again, oh, do it again, my Lord Jesus, here am I today again at your altar. I confess all my weaknesses, my insincerity, my serving you, not with all my strength, not with all my heart. Dear Lord, make you soft. I want to be sincere to you. The way I am doing your work, if I do my own work that way, it will not succeed. Therefore, I repent today, asking for your forgiveness. I come to your altar, rededicating myself unto you, asking that the grace to serve you flat out. Let it rest on me now. I receive the corresponding grace, corresponding anointing to function in that capacity you want me to function. Open my eyes to see that junction of covenant service where you want me to operate. Dear Lord, Dear Lord, as I stretch forth my hands unto you, let the grace come now. Let the grace come now. Let the grace come now. It's coming, oh, it's coming, oh. Let the grace come now. Let the grace come now. Let the grace come. Let it come. Let it come. Let it come. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Kato, Shkala, Lekata, Pralos, Kete, Shereketaya, Raketos Kala, Rotopalana, Malia, Rene Mele Kataya. The grace, the grace, the grace, the grace of function in that capacity. Receive it now. The mountain that press every yoke that will help you to function effectively. Receive it now. The power you require. Receive it now. The wisdom you need. Receiving now Grace 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 
Stretch out your hands as if you want to receive something from me. Something is dropping in that hands now. I ministered in a church and God told me there is somebody here who wrote a prayer point and that prayer point is, Oh Lord, give me the grace that is functioning in this man of God and that you put a seed in it and in a white envelope. Before I finish, the assistant pastor of that church brought out an envelope and showed me what he wrote there and the seed that was there. Then the power of God came upon him. The story of that pastor is a testimony now. God said to me, there are two people here. You have been praying for a particular grace. Been praying for a particular grace. That grace is dropping on you now. Ganama, Rosi Kalabaya, Bredo Shatala, Katos Kenia, Legada, Brado Shadaya, Ebube, give me a sign. Those two people, wherever you are, that grace you are demanding from God. Let it locate you there you are now. Locate you 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 now. Power. Locate you now. Receive it. That's number one. Receive it now. Receive it now. Wherever you are. The remaining person, wherever you are, that grace, that grace, ebubele, ebubele. Locate that person now. Locate that person now. Take the grace. Take the grace. Take the grace of God. Take it now. Take it now. Labada. Shepa Rosa. Benede. Zeleya. Padozeya. Zolia. Power. Power. Receive that grace. Receive it. There are two more people God is saying to me. I want to drop something that will make your generation to start looking for you. Please, somebody help her, help her, help her. Power! Two of you, wherever you are. I want to drop something that will make your generation to start looking for you. I'm activating something in you now. I'm activating something in you now. Power, power, power! Kanage, kota, sikalia, ropo, shadiaha, rebolo, shadiada. Receive it now. Receive it now. Power! 
Grace. 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 Any area you are working for God, without this grace, it will just be labor. You'll be struggling. You'll be complaining. You'll be murmuring. The corresponding anointing, corresponding grace that you need to serve him and serve him very well. Receive it now. Receive it. 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 Kaya kaya. Aka Jehovah nemema. There is an usher. There is something. The glory of God. The glory of God is coming on you now. That usher. Yes, yes. That's the power of God. Receive it. Please, somebody help that usher. Let me pray for you. Come. Akaya. Aka Jehovah Nemima. Ole Bubea. Kene Ruari Nebimno. Ebube. 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 Double portion of your power. 
can't continue like this. of their lives they shall utilize their day they shall utilize their day everything you need to succeed in that area of service money wisdom power grace giftings gifting gifting Gifting, there is somebody God is dropping a gift in you now. Gifting, Ebube, show me that person. Gifting, oh yeah, take it, take that gift now. Gifting, Kataya, Pola, Siana, Sharba, Rose, Katelia, Hado, Skalaya, 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 Shaba Rose, Kadiada, Enama Rosa, Zekete, Shotapala, Raketo, Sada, Bregendo, Skadia, Rekato, Saya, Shate, Shatea, Shatea, Shayaba Rose, Kadiada. Everything you need to succeed, receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Help her gently to the floor. Help her. I rededicate you at this altar today for fresh fire. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May this fire follow you home in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Tomorrow I'll be speaking on grace because that's the theme of this program. And I'll be praying for the sick. Please invite people tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow is my last.